0: smoke will make you choke deep in the heart yep. of jersey that's us and the city rats running big packs deep in the heart of it, jersey. oh the parkway man takes the money from you brother i deep think that heart- i think that's a great song to start the podcast with yeah deep in the heart of jersey we yep. we are he is <laughs> the Jersey the Jersey Alchemist. We are the Jersey oh, yeah. Alchemist. Yeah, that's so what wow. we are. That's awesome. I love that song. <clears throat> that's an oldie. Uncle Floyd, right? Uncle Floyd was a well, Jersey Uncle superstar.
1: Floyd, he, Uncle Floyd uh, rewrote uh, Deep and Heart of Texas. Mm. That's what the original melody and tune was. Yeah. But, of course, the original song wasn't uh, wasn't a spoof on the, uh, the pollution and um, overpopulation of Texas. That's for sure. Mm. Uh, All right, let's just jump into it, John. We'll do a countdown? Yep. All right, let's do it. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Jersey Alchemist. And I'm your host, Dr. John Gerard Gallucci. And I'm Philip D'Angelo. Oh,
0: love when the applause start, please. Down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Oh, everybody's already sitting down. Okay, stand up. All right, you know, do something. There we go. Yeah. Okay. What's up, bud? A lot. A lot, brother. Could you believe
1: June is almost over? I mean, this is crazy. Well, like that lady said, like grandma in my office said, mm. listen, Doc, mm. don't tell me about the summer. Huh. As soon as 4th of July comes and goes, you're baking a turkey in the oven. Wow she cursed you she cursed you
0: (laughs) I and uh, I just heard word that uh, after June July's gonna show up July's gonna show up July's gonna show up yeah again yeah Yeah, it's something how that always happens have you gone down to the beach yet the Jersey Shore uh for family
1: affairs oh, been, no like the boardwalk i mean like the no, beach are you a no. beach person sure i am yeah. all my life i was a beach person but then this thing called pediatric surgery happened to me and oh. and that precluded me from you know doing the things that 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 i really wanted to do but i had to kind of forego the rest of my life i'm that guy who who basically put his life on hold for the ridiculous notion of saving the lives of preemies, babies, and children. Mm. You know I'm joking, that's yeah. what I did for a living and I wouldn't change anything about that. Mm. That's it. Yeah, I would say it's not so ridiculous. That was that's Right, I you was don't being, I better was than being that. facetious. But I did put my entire life on hold for that career. It wasn't a job, it was a lifestyle. A career. Mm. Right. So if you had to go to a beach, John, like growing up, what was your favorite beach? Seaside Heights, Wildwood Crest? No, it wasn't Seaside Heights. We didn't go there when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. We were Point Pleasant Beach people because because my grandfather had a house on the beach a long time ago. He mm -hmm. sold out of it when I was six months old. Oh, wow. Um, For those uh, real estate aware types watching... My grandfather bought a three story, 12 room boarding house on the beach with a wow. double lot, not just one lot, a double lot in Point Pleasant, New Jersey, wow. exactly on the spot where the windswept motel either still is or was. And he bought it for $12,000. Can you imagine? Wow, wow. Yeah, right. It was a long time ago. And back then, people weren't really thinking about real estate, common folk, like the people I come from. Mm. They weren't thinking about shore property and real estate and and speculation. They weren't. Mm -hmm. So he bought it for 12 grand. I think he sold it for 18. Wow. Right. And he sold it in 1960. Wow. So I think he, he had it in the mid to late 1940s, wow. uh, up until 1960, and then his his words to my father was, "Yeah, well, you know, one day, one day, you know, uh, we'll just get another one." They they had no idea, they had wow. no idea how much would a double beach lot from Ocean Avenue to the to the Atlantic Ocean cost in Point Pleasant Beach today.
0: Mm.
1: I don't know. Listen, millions bung- and millions. Of oh, yeah,
0: bungalows are going for five, six hundred thousand dollars down yeah. there. that's amazing. Yeah. I used to see a guy at the gym, and he was always tan, and he's you know he's an older guy, and he's always I'm like, well, what do you do? He started talking, I'm like, what do you do? He goes, ah, I just take care of some real estate. I'm like, really? I go, where at? He goes, oh, Wildwood, Wildwood, or Wildwood Crest, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Um, what you yeah, have a house down there? And apparently in New Jersey, early '60s, there was some vicious sandy-like storm, mm-hmm. and it wiped out half, like the whole Jersey Shore, especially yeah. down by um, by down Wildwood. I wonder know. if it was Hurricane Carol. I'm not sure. It, it may be. Yep. And his father and his uncle mm-hmm. went to Wildwood. And I think for $12,000, they purchased like 10 building lots. Oh, Uh, yeah. Well,
1: 12 grand didn't grow on trees. No, that was 1960, 61, around the same time. Mm. Well, Harrigan Carroll would have been right before I was born. I was born in 59. So maybe it was, yeah. So maybe. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to look it up right now. Okay.
0: And he went there, and they held on to that property, those properties. And little by little, they held on, and after like 20 years, they started selling them off one at a time, and that investment kept the whole family afloat in real estate and then jobs. I mean, the guy was in phenomenal shape. He spent a lot of time in the gym. Uh,
1: ah, Hurricane Carol. That's if that's the hurricane we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. My father um, has old black and white, eight millimeter, you know, home movies of he and his... My grandfather walking on the beach like two days later and and houses were you know five six hundred feet inland houses that were on the beach were in the bay houses were upside down but Hurricane Carol yeah and my dad tracked Hurricane Carol on a uh, a destroyer escort in the uh, the Navy reserves Hmm. 19 Hurricane Carol started August 25th 1954 wow, wow. Yeah. started down in the bahamas whoa yeah that might have yeah. then that might have
0: been the one it just devastated all of south jersey and uh you know for, he was fortunate enough where his father and his uncle jumped on a lot of properties and they held on to him for at least 20 years before they started selling one at a time yeah 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 could you imagine that I mean, you just don't get those opportunities nowadays. Right, well,
1: right spot at the right time, but yeah. now now, if a, if a natural disaster destroys um, a, a home or, or, or a facility, you know, that's shore property, mm. nobody's abandoning that property. Nobody's you know. selling out cheap. Nobody. Yeah. I know when my father, talking about the, the comparative
0: how things cost, John, in real estate, my father, when he moved from Newark to Nutley... God, I'm going to say 1962, 64. His mother thought he was crazy, you know, because back then you didn't move far from the family. And that was two towns over, two Belleville, towns, then Nutley. You know, so what was he thinking? Right. And I think he purchased a house for $6,500. Wow. $6,500. Right. Yeah, and 10 years later, he sold it for I think 10 times that amount. Wow. You know? But yeah. I, I I believe the because. Our parents' generation is known as the best generation, I mean, of Americans. They fought in wars. They started the industry. I mean, they were the number one generation. And I think they deserve all the fortunes and riches that they got. Because they, in all those wars, they put a lot on the line. Oh, well, they put a lot. Of, yeah. That's they just my a, they opinion. They put a lot yeah. on the line.
1: Absolutely. But, but knowing now what we know about war. And the origins of war, mm-hmm. and the illegitimacy of war. Yeah. Uh, maybe they were the greatest victim generation, greatest generation. Yeah, it's right? true. Five hundred thousand Americans, and uh, we're speaking egocentrically here yeah. to the Australians and Canadians and the Indians and the Brits. Uh, but you know, five hundred thousand American lives um, taken, snuffed. That doesn't count. The the, the horrible casualties, the injuries uh, during World War II, half a million, that, that's a lot. It pales compared to the tens and tens and tens, maybe 100 million people lost, you know, uh, in World War II, be it the Chinese, the Russians, the Japanese, mm-hmm. the, the Europeans, the Germans, everywhere. You know, and, and Australia was was in that fight and the Canadians were in that fight. But you never hear it in the United States because that's just that little, you know, the American media kept it like a little dirty secret that, no, we weren't the only ones that fought, that went to Europe or to Japan and to fight the Australians. And, you know, well, we knew the Brits were because of Churchill. Coercing us to get into the fight. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know a lot of Americans don't think of Canadians and Australians During World War II. but of course you were there just like we were and The war was still illegitimate just like all of the modern wars are illegitimate I think John and again my opinion
0: World War One, World War Two. I mean, it was still a pro-American. I don't think this civilization itself was really, we understood the evils and we had to fight, you know, Pearl Harbor, we got attacked, you know, Hitler. I mean, we didn't have a chance. Oh, uh, uh, really, you know, we had to defend uh, our nation and the world, right? We had to help out. So, but I think after that, like Korea... The Korean War is a war nobody talks about because they jump from World War II straight to Vietnam. We lost. I th- now correct me in the comments if we're wrong. I think we lost more people in Korea than Vietnam, and I'm not sure. You know, if I'm breaking
1: gonna, my dictum not to be on the cell phone. <laughs> on the podcast. But, fact check. But we're just we're just gonna go with okay a little a little number count. Yeah. How many Americans died in the
0: Korean War? The
1: Korean conflict. Conflict. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. What was it? A police action?
0: Yeah, really. What's the number, John?
1: Oh, the Korean War began June 25th, 1950. Wow. But it didn't wait long. The military industrial fucking bullshit complex didn't wait long. Yeah. Didn't wait long to get us into another fucking war. Yeah uh you need your specs no no they're 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 making me beg for the number mm. well oh come on, <laughs> you gotta be kidding <laughs> I mean, me! I think
0: you went to the wrong site that's what the problem yeah. is just throw the phone against the wall so you know I think that um you know we were so pro American give me the number mm. so pro uh let's do what's right justice. And then Korea happened and we kinda the conflict like you just read and we were kinda like, What what are we doing in
1: Korea? Like where's the big bad so and so that we have to send our boys yeah. over there? Well it, it was the, the menace of communism. Okay. That's how they sold it. That's right? how they sold it. Yeah. And then there was the demilitarized zone and what was it the tw- is it, was it the 29th parallel? Uh, I don't know. Right? Yeah. That's that separated South from North Korea. Wow. Right. I mean. All right. So I think they got
0: away with that, the powers that be. And then from Korea, we go to Vietnam.
1: Right to Vietnam.
0: More right. boys, young men, all right, right out of high school, going to Vietnam. We, yeah. uh, we drafted right. people. We're still drafting.
1: 19. 19 years old for those Fucking guys. Fucking kid. A
0: yeah. kid. Yeah.
1: Think about where we were at 19. 55,000 kids were slaughtered. Fifty-five wow. American kids slaughtered. God, God only knows how many Vietnamese. And I got to tell you what, one of the greatest people, one of the greatest mentors in my life, was a gentleman from North Vietnam, who was a surgeon, but he fought and he and he and he um, he worked with the South, and uh, eventually immigrated to Canada. And he's the very reason why I got my pediatric surgeon pediatric surgery um, specialty fellowship training in. And uh, his name was Lu or Luong Nguyen or Huyn. And I he, he's, still, he's still kicking. God bless him. One of the greatest, greatest human beings I've ever known. When we did a difficult case together, he said, no, no. He says, you do. You do. This is not a slur in how he used to speak. That's how he used to speak. Mm-hmm. He had me taken out big tumors from the chest of a a three-year-old that was wrapped around the aorta in the chest, a case at that time that I would have been terrified to do. And we did it in 45 minutes and he laughed at me. He says, oh, you're very good, good job. And Mm. he made me feel like I was the one that did the case. I did do the case, but it was under his mentorship. His hands were in that kid's chest with me. That's how you know somebody's a terrific surgeon, when they can take somebody else through the case and make them feel like they actually did the case. Mm-hmm. Lu Nguyen, Lu, Luong Nguyen. Great and great man. Yeah. Not only a great surgeon, John,
0: but a great man. To do that, to oh, take a youngster, oh, yeah. and instead of trying to knock you down and he'd stick out his chest, he was no, bringing you yeah. along. And, and He
1: was the antithesis of the person that uh, wow. was full of themselves but empty inside. Mm. The antithesis. Yes. Yeah. So, so Vietnam comes. North, and, he was a Viet Cong. Yeah. And I
0: think that's what started anti-American um, Anti-war thing? Uh, Anti-war, but also anti-American. There were people over in Russia and other countries. That's where they all started burning flags and colleges started protesting. People were running up to Canada and Mexico. They didn't want to serve all of a sudden. And people were starting to question, like, what are we doing in these wars? What are we doing in these wars? Like, what are we doing? All right, Korea... I mean, yeah. It was bad enough, and now Vietnam, more
1: young kids have to go over well, how there. About, how about that? And I'll call her that chick because that's a disrespectful term. I, some chick that is, is is one of the directors at the Pentagon said publicly, You can find it on YouTube. I don't remember her name. I don't want to remember her name. But she says, Oh, she goes, This war in the Ukraine, you know, and this Russian invasion. She goes, We're good. She goes, We're set. She goes, we are absolutely ready to stay involved, be it 10 years, 20 years, 40 years. She goes, we're there for the long haul. Another fucking Middle East. You have got to be, you think we're that fucking stupid? You piece of shit, you piece of shit. How, I'm gonna greta her, how dare you? It's been a while.
0: Greta, Greta Thornbush. Yes. I mean, so that's where this is going. I mean, now people definitely, you know, are suspicious. Like, and then we have Iraq. Look at Iraq. Weapons of mass destruction. How long were we, were we there? How many 20, people? 21. How long? Uh, 21 years. It's how many people, John? Iraqians and soldiers.
1: Iraqis, yeah.
0: Iraqis. I mean, the, the highway were? of
1: death. highway of death. We, we were so sold by evil CNN that the Iraqis under the tutelage of Saddam Hussein were evil, that they had weapons of mass destruction. But, you know, that little douchebag, Georgie Jr. Oh, I can't find any. There's no weapons under here. There's no weapons under there. (laughs) It was all a lie from the Bush administration to Dick Cheney you evil piece of shit to get us to go over there to have our men and women maimed and murdered and for us to kill God knows how many people in the Middle East and we'll throw Paul Wolfowitz on that woodpile and light it and light it with a couple of fire starters because he's the one that came across with the Wolfowitz doctrine or the Wolfowitz agenda which is to commit regime ch- change and destroy I think it was 5 or 7 Islamic Middle Eastern nations oh but people you think that evil doesn't exist the jersey alchemist is all about exposing evil and then we don't let it live on the tabletop oh no we alchemize it and we offer the viewer or the listener a way to destroy darkness that's what we that's what we do there's we are We are led with rings on our noses like, like beasts of burden, we're led into wars, we're led into hatred, we're led into pandemics. Uh, What's next coming down the road, John? I have an idea. Food
0: shortages. Food shortage. I knew that once the President of the United States out of nowhere just messaged, oh, there's a food shortage coming. I'm like, where, where does that come from? Right. And now, recently, did you see the videotape of 10,000 cattle
1: hoofs up yeah. on, on over acres of land? Yeah. Now, apparently, and I God knows what the truth is, but apparently, they were dairy cows. But, uh, you know, you know what happens when a dairy cow has been completely burnt out? They put them in a meat grinder. You think they're going to just send them off to a pasture and let them... You know, romp through the through the daisies? No, no. I saw that video. Thousands of um, they happened to be black cattle, all bloated, lying there in the sun, rigor mortis, legs stiff. You know, it looked like it looked like one of those uh, World War II-esque, you know, body pile uh, videos from. The Concentration camps the the bodies were just strewn about and piled on top of each other and here come the food shortages and here comes God knows how many how many 10,000 no, but how many food processing plants have now been Mysteriously burned or they exploded. I think it was four. Oh, no, 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 no. It's dozens Is it really? It's dozens because I know they
0: said the four major Food producer, food producing plants all exploded somehow or had yeah. a fire. Oh yeah! How does that yeah. happen? And what about the it's chickens? Happening on
1: purpose, people.
0: And what about the chickens? Chickens, there's a uh, salmonella running through all the chickens now. I mean, what is left? I mean, come on. Right. So, what's going to happen to this country? And first of all, the world. The world. First, well, first of all, what's the what's the end goal? What's the what's going to happen? What are they pushing for? like a food shortage, like what's that going to do? Is that well, going to make well, us more
1: well, dependent? Y- yes, 100%, 100%. There are the fighters in the crowd, like you and I, and our listeners. And uh, and then there are the people who, um, you know, there. Uh, I posted something on Facebook yesterday or the day before that there was a, a video short and I'm actually hoping that it was a hoax and a joke, but it was somebody getting into, they were wearing a, uh, a wetsuit, you know, a rubber diving suit, a wetsuit. They had their, their flippers on and they were putting a mask on, you know, a diving mask with a snorkel. They were on the beach, but they also had their N95 pandemic, pandemic mask on. As they were about to jump into the Atlantic Ocean, that's ridiculous. And, and it, I can only think it must have been a hoax, just, just to prove a point, just to get people to be aghast or to laugh. But those are the people. God bless them. They're so fearful. They're not fighters. They're not. Fi- I would rather go to my death, fighting and biting and and clawing, against evil. Mm. Then shutter myself into the basement and uh, and be terrified and say, Oh please, oh please, oh please, oh please give us food. Mm. Fuck you. I mean, Fuck you to the Luciferian governments and politicians that are that are going along with this hoax to kill people. You ask me what's the goal, what's the end point? People, the end point of the Luciferians on this planet are to kill the people who oppose them. Kill them dead. Kill them dead. The New World Order's number one dictum on top of the Georgia Guidestones is the world population shall not exceed 500 million people. To achieve that, gang, they're going to have to kill about 5.2, about 7.2 billion people how are they going to do that they're going to do that by poisoning the water they're going to do that by poisoning the food they're going to do that by now that didn't work enough here comes up here comes a pandemic. well that didn't knock out you know tens and tens of millions of people who potentially might be uh regenerators of humanity in other words males and females males and females that will procreate yeah. you see that's what they're against their narrative their narrative about the non-binary crap is that they want as many people out there who are not going to reproduce as possible and if you happen to allow a sperm to meet the egg, Go get your abortion, people. Go get your abortion. And these are the same people that are clamoring and clapping and applauding when that, that fucking douchebag, that evil Andrew Cuomo, who I am so embarrassed to say that in a distant fashion, I'm related to him from my mother's mother's side. Don't tell anybody. Signing. Well, I just told the world. Mm. S- signing the you know late-term abortion thing, and ah, everybody was clapping. It's like, you people are all fucking nuts. You're all fucking nuts. Mm. You ask me what the end point is? The end point is world depopulation. Evil. Luciferians. Or <coughs> as the guru, as the Kabbalah guru would say, uh, the three evil... Uh, emperors of this world would be Satan, Lucifer, and Moilach. Moilach is apparently the underworld god. The Mm -hmm. god that they worship and pray to in ceremony at Bohemian Grove. They make a big bonfire and they burn, they burn a, uh, hopefully a fake child's body in effigy. Yeah, I mean, these people are sick. These people are sick, but they have a deep, deep, deep cosmic agenda. Against the living God of this world. This is why they want to kill the followers and the children of the living God. They want you dead people. John, I think, I believe, I'm going to
0: say Texas, but I'm not sure. Somewhere down south with the pandemic, there were food lines. There were people waiting for food. The the grocery stores, they, they had no food. Yeah. (laughs) No <laughs> water. And uh, right. they were shown uh, once or twice you saw it on the news that there was lines and lines,
1: people waiting for food. Yeah. Wow. Are we are you kidding me well, now? Look, I'll tell you what, you know, you know, that I used to listen and watch the, the network news. And whenever there was an attack, you know, a bombing somewhere, then the news, CNN was all over it. And then you heard language on the mainstream media news. That went something like this. Well, you know, uh, up to date Intel services are talking about the chatter that that increased, increased, increased right up until the moment of the event, the chatter. That means they've got their their ear to the railroad track, so to speak, and they're listening to conversations and chatter and news outlets and and you know all of that crap they're listening to that all over the world and all of a sudden there's a common thread a common denominator through that chatter that there's going to be an explosive device that goes off at an airport in Europe or or wherever that's the chatter regarding the food shortages never mind that jerk off Joey Biden that illegitimate piece of shit actually said it actually said it never mind that but the chatter all over the internet you almost can't escape it just just go to YouTube and search food shortages and you will get a tsunami of uh, video productions on the food shortages Wow. Uh, you know so uh, people people You'd better take it seriously. The last thing you want is to be caught with your pants down, so to speak. You don't wanna be caught with your spouse and your two or three or four or eight children and a couple of pets and all of a sudden, there's no store to go to because the stores are empty and people are fist fighting and people are running each over with their automobiles to, to get a better spot in line for what? For a loaf of bread? You think that that can't happen? I hope to God it doesn't. But the Luciferian motherfuckers on this planet are purposely and intentionally causing the food shortages that are on their way. I would love to at some time in the spring, close to a year from now, make an episode where I go, mea culpa, I was wrong. I was trying to protect you. I was trying to wake you up to get you prepared. I was wrong. God bless the world. I want to be wrong. I want to make that video. But you know something? Think about this. What's wrong with having a closet full of long-term food items, canned soups, with high water content, right? You can get all the peanut butter you want, but there's no water in peanut butter. That's an oil-based product. And what if you don't have a drinkable water? What if you don't? Then you're going to rely on truly emergency reserves. So you're going to look at broths, soups, you know, canned be aware of the expiration dates, people. If it sounds like I've gone into a rant about prepping, of course I have. Of course I have, because this is what it may take. Now, beware. Don't be hoarding shit that no one's ever going to eat. And if you all have food allergies, and let's say you're allergic to dairy, don't be buying creamy dairy-based soups or products. Don't do that. If you're If you're vegans, go for canned vegan food, preferably uh, organic canned vegan foods. Anyway, um, have yourself a couple of first aid kits and some bandages. And if you you can get your doctor to write your prescription for a couple of prescriptions of broad-based antibiotics, just in case. Think about that, get yourself a water filtration system, even, you know, the desktops are cheap and they're available and they really don't, they really don't take that much other than chlorine out of the, out of the water. But you better start thinking now about this kind of stuff. And if you want to load up on stuff, on foodstuffs that you have to cook, let's say you got a closet full of rice and pasta, oh, that's great and, and it, and you know, it's going to be there for years. But do you have have the water to cook it in? Do you have the energy source to boil the water that you're gonna cook it in? Because if you don't, you better change gears. These are the things you need to think about. You can thank me later when the food shortages are gone and you've survived. And by the way, don't forget your neighbors. Don't forget your neighbors. And if you know your neighbors, Get a consortium up and say, hey, listen, this could be terrible what's coming, so maybe we all need to get a little bit more than we personally need just because the guy down the block may have missed the whole thing because his douchebag boss was kicking his ass or he's just got family problems and now the guy's got nothing to eat and nothing to drink. Well, is he going to, is he going to just starve to death or die of thirst, or, or could he possibly knock on your door? And if he knocks on your door, you better be able to help that person. Don't just say, oh, we're not going to answer the door. Go away. Get off my property. Get off my property. Yeah, here comes a shotgun. Are you kidding? Listen, we are all in this together, like that song says. It's us against the evil types. They do want your ass. They want you dead. And they want to see you fight like mongrels with each other before they think they're going to win. They're not going to win. We're going to win. But you better be prepared. So you better be prepared for the spiritual warfare that we're already in. Prepare yourself for the spiritual warfare that is enshrouding us right now. And prepare. Prepare in a third dimensional sense to be up and around and awake and alert and healthy to fight that spiritual war. Because if we don't fight the spiritual war and win, then you're obligating your kids, your grandkids, your great grandkids, and on and on and on. You're obligating the lineage of your DNA to demise. Because the evil side wants you dead. And by the way, stop going for those stupid genetic tests, 23 and what, Oh, where? I have no idea. Yeah. There are these, you know, it was big about four or five years ago. Oh, get your, get your genetics tested. Oh, your are DNA? you really Polish? No. Are you really African? Does it really no. matter? Well, it, it doesn't matter, except, except there are people who are using that against you. I've seen some productions where certain pathogens that have been produced in labs are targeting certain people with certain uh, DNA. Well, how would they know? How would they know where those people are? So people pay attention. Um, mm. Mm. John, I think people definitely
0: will get uh, nervous, testy. I w- literally witnessed fights during the pandemic in grocery stores where somebody yeah. wasn't six feet behind. Hey, you gotta move back, buddy. Oh yeah. Like yeah. and the guy's like, Who are you talking to? Right. Yeah, I'm talking to you. You're like, like yeah. really? And everybody had masks on, yeah. but people panic. So a food shortage, John's right, you better keep your head and you better be prepared.
1: Yeah, you better be prepared. Because it's be common. Prepared. Because you know what? And you might say, Well you know in California, me you. you know what? Yes you can. You can find you can find the resources somewhere if you got a credit card, fine. If you live in a part of a world where no one has a credit card, then you're probably better at growing food than we are because we are all the way out in the West. We're all the way out on a limb where we don't know how to take care of ourselves anymore in that sense. Do something, pay attention, get it straight because the tsunami of evil is, is bearing down on us and just be prepared to survive it. That's it. Your job, your job is to pay attention and to survive the tsunami of evil. And then after the big tsunami goes, you're still alive. Then you better be really, really good at meditating and praying. That's it. And that's how we are going to beat the the bullshit of one Klaus Schwab or Yuval Harari. Talk about an evil cartoon character. Ooh. Good God, the likes of George Soros and Bill Gates and Harari and Klaus Schwab. These people are right out of a James Bond movie. They're all James Bond villains. That's what they are. I mean it's it's fucking disgusting. Wow.
0: John, please shed some light onto the darkness aye, of aye, this episode.
1: Aye, as only you aye, can. Aye, 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 aye. Reach uh, down deep. Let me do my best. Pull oh, some light shit. out. Okay. I know it's eating, uh, hard to do. Uh, I mean, oh Lord, cleanse me. Holy Spirit, fall afresh on me, and purify my heart, my mind, my body, my soul. May my spirit carry only love and healing energy. Jesus, forgive me my sins as I forgive others. I ask God to help me assist and heal my brothers and sisters. Holy Spirit, fill this. Space and fall afresh on us now. May the power of Jesus and the Christ light change me, mold me, use me, heal me, anoint me, bless me. Make us agents of your peace and love, O Lord and Master, so we may serve our brothers and sisters. In the name of Jesus, amen. Wow.
0: Great job. John, thank you for this episode. Thank you, people, for watching the
1: Jersey Alchemist. If you like what we're doing, press like, follow, and... Please subscribe. And share. Share because you know if you've watched several episodes, we get goofy. We try to make you laugh a little bit. We try to lighten the load. Then we have to expose the evil and the darkness, which is all around us people. Mm. But then we try to uh, alchemize it with prayer, meditation, positive thoughts. You know, and, and if you think that's not worthy, come on. If you're watching us again, you're watching us for more than just the shits and giggles. So... Help, help humanity by pushing the message of the Jersey Alchemist. Push it out there. Subscribe, share, like, tell people about it. Look, gang, we're not monetized. It doesn't cost you anything. But the the algorithms of the platform of YouTube are, if you've got a certain number of subscribers and and likes and views, it becomes more uh, accessible. To people everywhere. God, God bless you all. Till next time. Peace.
0: Heart of Jersey and old Route 17. The traffic there is mean. Deep in the heart of